<laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Um, Nate, this is, uh, it's very, very, like, there ain't no structure to this. There's no, like, it's literally just a conversation. All right. And, uh... No, no trick questions. Don't worry about it. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's like, like I said, like, 45-hour-ish. Um, and, and, uh, it's just an opportunity for us to kind of like see what's going on. You said you're still in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Why, why'd you stay there and not come back? Uh, well, so with everything going on, you know, uh, with them closing the borders and stuff, you know, my mom was really trying to get me home, but, uh, I was thinking, you know, like the last thing they would open up would be the borders probably so i didn't i didn't know if i wanted to be like stuck in canada or stuck in the usa so i kind of chose to be stuck in the usa with like everything going on well because let's say this goes on for like three months four months uh -huh. like will you have like cause are you still able to work out while you're there uh i've been working out in like outdoor hoops okay but so uh yeah like they just closed down the one i went to today like i tried to go and they like it was like this park is closed i was like damn man so they're just like knocking them down one by one. So you're on your lethal shooter milk crate, milk crate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so are you just what moving, moving through parks through the city or close like around you to try to find anything that's open essentially? Basically, that's what I was doing today. I like I usually went to one. There's one by my school, just like two minutes away that I was just shoot on. But uh, they had, like closed it up. Like mm -hmm. literally, I was shooting on it last night. I went this morning and it was it was closed. But uh. So I started looking at middle schools and high schools around like the area, just like see if it, none of them had basketball courts for real. But then there was like two other parks that were closed too. So I, I didn't shoot today. Um. Well, let's. <clears throat> yesterday was it like yesterday? Obviously, you just came out and said you're declaring for the draft. Like, come on, big yeah, guy. That's what's let's up. Do it. That must be <laughs> feeling no. Man, yeah, it was a big weight off my chest. You know, I was kind of just like waiting to announce it, and then finally do it. And just like you know. What's, really cool like what's that process look like like because i don't really understand when i hear like because i've heard things being like if you declare for the draft you're not allowed to go back to school and then i was thinking it of this i saw like your coach came out with a with a statement and i was like <clears throat> i saw it from his perspective of him being like damn he's losing one of his best players and his job is to win games so how's he feel to let like his support yeah. but like what? What's the process? Like, is there a process you need to go through to declare for? Yeah. So I mean, uh, my coach is actually like really supportive of it, and he was the one who like kind of, I mean, people were talking to me and kind of telling me like I should go like de declare this year. And my coach after the season's like, you know, Nate, like I've got some calls. Like we should probably declare. Like I got your full support and stuff. You know, like we'll go through our compliance office and make sure you can keep your eligibility. And you know, like. Uh, just go through the process and and he said if you know if you got a good shot man like mm. it's your dream go for it and like you know if not then let's come back and uh win a championship and and you know like you do it again next year so that's kind of where we're at right now but why are you why are you allowed to go back and and some like in the past people like once you declare you lose your eligibility yeah so they they actually changed the rule about like three years ago or i think yeah two or three years ago that you can like be advised and like test the waters get like little like uh pre-draft workouts and then you have to like either declare by a certain date like keep your name in the draft by a certain date or you lose your eligibility so I you have to like that. tell them i'm going back to school and then like there's like a, a couple weeks before the draft and then the draft happens so. 
Um, when, when did you kind of, when did it become kind of a reality for you? Cause I mean, I, I, you kind of jumped on the radar for me as a, um, when you played team Nova Scotia and, you know, you, you killed Ontario, you had like 50 points and your name started kind of being, you know, tossed around in circles in Nova Scotia. Um, mm -hmm. But when did it become kind of like a, I know most kids have this dream. Like I want to go play in the NBA. I want to make it as far as I want to make it to the top of the food chain. I want to, you know, I want to play against the best. I want to be the best of the best, but growing up in Nova Scotia, obviously it's much more difficult to kind of kind of envision that obviously there's not many, it's not like New York where there's multiple hoopers that have played in the league, you know? So yeah. when did it become like a reality for you when, you know, it just sat in that one day where you're like, yo, I like, this is, you know, I can see myself playing again against NBA players and I can see myself declaring like, you know, going through this process. When did that happen? Mm -hmm. Um, I think like, so when I really wanted to be like an NBA player was probably like 11 or 12. And I kind of like realized like, yo, I'm going to like start making sacrifices. Like when I turned from like a kid to like a teenager, like I'm going to do things that other kids don't do to like get ahead, you know? So that's when I kind of like started the mission. But, um, once I left for Damasa, it was kind of like a, a big wake up call for me, like seeing how good guys really are in the States and, um, like the, the level of athletic, you know, how good they are at such a young age. Like I wasn't the best player, you know, so it was like a, a little wake up call. Um, but then, you know, I just keep grinding and grinding and grinding. And then uh, once I got to college and I started having like little big games at UAB against like some like good players, you know, I was like, man, like I'm, I can play at this level, you know, and, and that's why I kind of decided to transfer because I, I, I wanted to be able to show like I'm one of these dudes, you know, I've kind of got under recruited my whole life. Like, let me show what I can do. And then I went to Delaware and then, right away I kind of just like I was leading the country and scoring like the first month and like I was like man like I might be an NBA player you know so it was kind of it's just like a, a cool like cool process I guess you you lit you lit on fire this year like all I'm just seeing is highlights 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 and you're, you're nasty you know what I'm saying <laughs> but but it, it's true like you said and the fact that you recognize that you needed to switch schools in order to to, to showcase your skills mm -hmm. like how many guys have you or do, that you know are able to like, have the skill to play in the NBA, but they're just in the wrong program or they're in the wrong, like how often that does that happen? Dude, it happens all the time, man. A, a couple of my teammates and just, you know, it's just wrong system, wrong place, wrong time. Like you see like my difference in numbers from one place to another. It's just, it's nothing against the coaches. It's just not right fit. You know, I made the choice at 17 and you know, now I'm, I'm 21. So that's, that's four years. Like it's, it's a lot of like right, different, right. like, things can happen how i like to play basketball and sometimes it doesn't work out and i think people like hate on people who transfer and call it like quitting but you know it's yeah it's just a step is you know it's like in the nba like people are like the players have more power now it's kind of like going that way you know i feel like i feel like the states it's, there's a lot more of that too and it's not only with players it's a lot it's coaches too like i feel I just feel like there's a lot of uh, movement between players, programs, coaches, programs. Like you never know what can happen almost. So it's, it's almost, I feel like in the States, it's almost more so like look out for me compared to where in Canada, it doesn't happen as much. You know what I mean? Coach K has been coaching for like mm. fucking 45 years. Yeah, He's man. been in Carlton forever. I bet Rick Plato isn't going to be going anywhere anytime soon. So whereas like in the States, it's like, okay, this coach, you know, he got three three years of amazing success. Boom, big D1 yeah. schools offering him big money, right? So 
yeah. can understand the uh but, but that's the difference like <clears throat> nate how you say like people view as transferring as like a bad thing to do or like quitting but i would agree because in canada if someone would have talks like at x being like yo like fuck this like i'm too good for this like i'm gonna transfer somewhere in my head i'm like man what are you talking about like just stick it out, get your degree, whatever. But the difference between yeah. Canada and, and, and the state is that guys actually have an opportunity to further themselves if, if they're in the states where in Canada, it doesn't really make sense. Why are you going to another school? Just like, what's, is it going to give you a better opportunity to play for the Rainmen? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost like there's a ceiling in Canada where it doesn't make sense. But in your case where you're like, damn, I have a chance that I could actually make the league. I need yeah. to go somewhere to prove that I can. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be the difference. And probably the difference in uh, yeah. with coaching. I mean, a hundred percent. And kind of like, like a money obviously is a big factor to it. Like, you know, like in it's my cool. head, I was always, I thought I was like starting to go crazy. I was like, man, like I feel like an NBA player, like from a young age, you know, and, and I was like, never like getting credit for it, you know? So like, I was just like, like I thought I was crazy for real, but then like the transfer made me like show everything that I could do, and it's kind of just like it it's taking it. like taking an opportunity. It wasn't like I was quitting UAB, you know. I just saw a better opportunity yeah. because of where it could take me, you know. And I I didn't think I could do what I could do at UAB and, and in the system. So what? it's just like it, yeah. Why do you think you were under recruited your whole life? I mean, this is coming from myself who've never played team Nova Scotia or anything and you know wasn't highly recruited myself so I'm, I'm uh-huh. kind of interested in why for one you think that and two it happened mm, I don't know I, I kind of yeah I feel like uh I'm a little bit of a late bloomer I don't know I feel like my skill has always been there I was actually you know I'm getting bored here and I'm just watching as much hoop as I can <laughs> chill mm-hmm. just <laughs> but uh I watched some U17 highlights when we were playing in Quebec and, like, I was kind of doing, like, the same, like, crossover, step-back stuff that I was doing now. So, like, I, I just put on muscle, you know. So, it's kind of, like, I think it was, like, my body type. And you, you see me out there, I'm, like, 6'3", 155. And you're, like, man, this kid can't, like, hoop at the highest level, you know. And then for, once I, like, put on my, like, turn into a man, you know, then, like, my skills can be, like, strong. And I'm, you know what I mean? So, it kind of all, like, now it's all, like, working out. You're like, preaching. You're preaching Will because he's, he's the biggest – the biggest advocate for the you need to be in the weight rooms you need to be you need to be strong it comes together, it, comes together. it brings everything together like exactly, exactly what he's saying like we talk about versatility all the time like you can be really great at shooting dribbling combination of both but if your physical skills lack to the point where your competition just has such an advantage over you you mm-hmm. you don't have a choice you don't have a chance to show what you can you can do right and even watching mm-hmm. nate's highlights this year like Guys are just like, they don't know what to do. They're surprised. Like, he's just hitting them with a, some moves, boom, boom, shot right in their face. Like, they're not ready for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he's got, he's quicker, he's stronger, he's more confident. You can just yeah, see 100%. it. My dad, when I was younger, he was like, man, just like, like, wait till you like build your body, like, wait till you see you can do. And then, like, once it comes in, man, it's just like, it feels good because, like, guys can't – I used to only rely on my moves to, like, get by people. But now, like, guys can't really bump me off their line. I can get them on my hip. You know, I can just, like, stabilize them and, like, just see everything now. It makes the game, like, so much easier. What, what slows everything down. What's the mm-hmm. emphasis in, uh, like, Division One, like, strength strength conditioning? Like, 
is it a big emphasis? Is it a big part of your guys' training or? Um, yeah, I mean, in the off season, we probably go four or five like lifts a week. I'd say like when we're not playing, and then during season, it'd be about two to three, depending mm-hmm. on the week. You know, like depending on how many games you have in a week. But um, I'd say like it's, a lot of it's not based on how much you can lift. A lot of it's like keeping you in shape. You know, keeping your stabilization muscles. You know, we're not trying to like bulk up or anything you know just like keep your basketball muscles like ready to go so that's kind of what i noticed because sometimes the football guys walk by us and they're like you can see them smirking a little bit because they're squatting like 150 or something you know so for sure yeah. um, do you when it comes to your team and the weight room or and getting in the gym shooting like is everybody in equal amounts like or are you for example do you would you consider yourself like one of the hardest workers on the team do you consider yourself one of those guys that's, you know, might might be in there an hour, two, three, four more times in a week than everybody else? Uh, I mean, everywhere I've kind of been, that's kind of what I've noticed is I've been the hardest working guy, like like hours times, like time in the gym. I've usually like I've never seen a guy really been be more in the gym than I have. Like I'm not saying that I'm the hardest working guy out there or whatever. Just, you know, I, I kind sure. of as like a guy who lives in the gym. But, like, you know, in, in everywhere I've been, kind of, it's just guys have their routines, guys do their thing. Like, some guys are, like, natural. Like, you know what I mean? They they just do it. They're gamers. They they got that, like, confidence and swag, and they can just do it. And then, like, guys like me, you know, I, like, I play off my rhythm. You know, if I'm, if I'm hitting 600 shots night before, you know, I'm coming out and I'm on fire. So, like, that's kind of how I roll. But, um, you know, guys just have their routines. And, I you know, it is, there is, like, a lot of guys, you know, that are up and down, you know, it, so I, I don't really, I'm not going to call out anybody, you know, but For sure, guy, no. you know, how it is, yeah. it's more so to just to explain to, for me to explain to viewers and, you know, younger basketball players, maybe older basketball players that might, might be like, well, what, like, how is he even there? Because you, like you said, under, under recruited yet, I would say even almost under, um, kind of under the media scope in Nova Scotia almost kind of like, Compared to what we've seen in the in the province, when people have kind of made, I, I don't I I don't see a lot of coverage yet. You know, talk about being up there in the leading scorers in America. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know what I mean. You know, you might see a post because you declare for the draft, but other than that, I I really haven't read that much. So to me, it's kind of explaining to people like, listen, yeah, if you're wondering how you get to this level, it's by putting in hours and hours of work and i like how you just open everything up by saying you you decided at a young age you're going to sacrifice things because um you know i'm no nba player i never was but you know for me to get better as a basketball player i i realized like Mm. the skill i had or the body i had i couldn't go out as much as other friends uh wanted to or i couldn't do certain things i had to spend time you know by myself in a gym with a couple of friends doing those things all the time every summer yeah. not not getting to enjoy the, the the fruits of summer for example right so <laughs> it was really interesting to hear you say that yeah i mean sorry go ahead Jason. no no i was just going to piggyback on the fact that you said like diff- everyone's different mm-hmm. and you you find your confidence and swagger and 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 mentality from the amount of work you put in and yeah. i would I was the exact same way. I know in high school, I was at my my peak um, because I put in so much work. And then I saw I saw the the payoff when it came when I was at X. If I was going through a slump or if if I wasn't playing well, 
I knew I just had to get back in the gym. But we, when we talked to T-Bear, which was like at the top, he was, he was at the top of the that basketball in Canada. He said, yeah. we, we had the conversation about him and, and he could go out Friday night and show up, show, like go to the bar, get wasted Friday night and then show up Saturday and just involve out, be the same player. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> it takes a certain amount of self-awareness, but I think it just goes to show that, I know you as one of the hardest workers, and that's why you're playing at the the level that you are because you put in the which gives you the confidence. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, like like you said, some guys like have the athletic ability where their role might be, you know, I'm a dump off guy, I bounce up and dunk the ball. You know, I don't gotta, you know, I'm I'm taking tough shots every single game. That like, if you don't work on those shots, you're gonna look like an idiot out there. So like, <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just different things. And if you want to be one of the top players, like like the grind like shows man like basketball is like it shows like who cheats the grind you know like like it's when you're out there on the court that's a rhythm game yeah. Yeah. rhythm game 100 percent, man all rhythm like how many how many guys i know you i know your friends are like markel and and, and those guys but how many other guys do you know that um you talk to um or do you even have conversations with these guys who made it to the next level and whether or not their their correlation with the amount of work that they put in, like, are you learning anything from these guys? Um, or is this yeah, just I mean, a I, thing you're going through, doing what what works for you? I, I'd say I'm probably just doing what works for me, like based off of just kind of like my whole life of work, I guess. But I've I've picked up like little things from guys, you know. Like I wouldn't say I'd like like oh that guy's routine I want to do, but you know what I mean you like your cup's always open for like new information. Like, Oh, I see him working on that. Like I'll put it into my routine, but it's always like kind of, I followed the same like routine that I've always done. You know what I mean? Just adding different things to it. Try to build on it. You know what, you know what it reminds me of, Kristen? Um, who said, was it, was it Hopper that said bag of tools? Yeah. You got to build your own bag of tools. It, it reminds me of, because uh, I always said like when I played basketball, when I started watching basketball, like in grade, grade nine, grade eight, I used to, and when I started playing, when I used to see guys, you know, with the little hezzy pull up, you know what I mean, to catch people, get them on their back heels. I used mm. to be like, I like, I, you'd see that, and you'd be like, I want to do that. Like, I, I need to be able mm. to do that. Like, how? And you, you pick up that, you pick up that tool, that. you throw it in the routine because you're like, I need that in my bag if I want to go to the next level. So it's interesting. Yeah, I'd say that like that's what I more meant from what Tristan was saying, like not even guys like how they work. Cause you really don't get to watch guys work out on their own. Like really exactly. like you can watch guys, a trainer put them through workout, but like, so like I watch guys, like I'll take Markel's like, like you just said, like his like big hang into like a pole. You know what I mean? Like he's so long and uses his like length. And like, so like I pick up stuff off of their game. And then like you said, implement it into like, I'll shoot 20 to make 20 on each side. You know what I mean? Like every day or something like that. So, yeah. I remember, I remember coach K telling me a story of, I, th- I want to say it was Steve Nash, but it might it might have been someone else who he said, "Hey, take me through take me through one of your workouts. Like I'm just gonna watch you. You do what you normally do at a 7 a.m. morning, like empty gym, whatever." And I remember the guy, whoever it was, was like, "Coach, like I'll do I'll, I'll show you what I do, but it's nothing special. Like it's it's probably gonna be very boring for you because what he would do is just stand underneath the hoop and make like a hundred a hundred whatever." And, and, um, it just goes to show that each person does a different thing. Like you can watch thousands of videos online of different 
how to how to get better, how to how, how to shoot mm-hmm. these, how to shoot the ball correctly, and then you try to emulate it, it's not going to work. Yeah, but the the one thing that's in common with all of them is like the hours. Like it might be like different by how you do it, whatever you do it, but like success comes from like who's putting in the work. So everybody that's doing their different things, like if they're successful, they're in like they're doing the work. And obviously, some guys can get there without doing the work. They get lucky. They're after. You know what I mean? It happens. But for it's the most boring. part, like. Yeah, for most part, like if you want to get there, like you gotta do it. It's easy, simple. <laughs> do you, do do you find uh, have you found this year that like when you when you started matching up with guys, um, did you find they when they like match up with you, they might look at you and be like, man, how's this guy? Is this guy like really like leading like you know the team in scoring? Is he really like like when guys like talk shit to you, being like, like you ain't gonna do nothing to me because. I'm not, I can't picture that. And then you just start cooking them. Yeah, I mean, like it's happened a couple games. Like against Northeastern was like a a big one. I was like playing bad leading up to them, so I bet they like probably did a like a were trying to shit on me in their scout or whatever. And their little point guard was getting like feisty with me, calling me like like I'm not even good, like I'm shitty, whatever. Like you're not even like that. Like I'm just a, whatever, whatever. And I I told him like, dude, like relax. I'm a certified scorer. Like you better like chill out. And I, I had like six going into the the second half, and I finished with like thirty three. And like <laughs> we played them the second game, he didn't say anything for the like the second game. Yo, it's so funny how people. It it's just so funny how he he's quiet. Like if anything, he'd have to continue. Like you know what I mean? Like you just gotta yeah. you gotta keep that energy regardless, even if you're getting yeah. Up, you gotta exactly. It just shows he's like a high rider. Like he's like once things go down, man, he quits. Do do you have another crazy story of like? this this season like what's what's one memorable moment or something on the court that the media wouldn't really cover um whether it's a matchup like you like you just mentioned or one game you're just in the zone you're like man I'm, I'm the goat like or something in the locker room like I'm just trying to get some dirt you know what I mean uh against William and Mary and against Tyler I probably have two stories but the one against William and Mary I had I had 25 in the first half but mm-hmm. I scored like the first like 14 points for our team like and it was just like back to back like it was like it was like four three threes it was like three foul shots but like the last one was a pull-up jumper but it was like just like right in the guy's face like going left like and like it was on the baseline kind of and as I was turning it was right into their like coach's bench and their coach was like talking to me and I was like like man I'm so tough and I kept running bro and like man but the coach after the game, he's like, man, like, like how the play. Like, he kind of gave me respect after. So, cool. yeah, that's that's the classic, uh, the, the the Nate line. And I'm working out at Kings every summer. This guy went, yo, that's, I, Nate. that's top. And it, it, <laughs> it's just like, it, like it. I, even I, after working out with you in the summer, like I would find myself, whether it was like Wheezy League or back at X, if I hit a crazy shot, even in practice, I would just say, that's top. Uh, and guys. Yeah. Guys would be like, "Man, what are you talking to yourself for?" It's just like it's just like this confidence. Like, it's more. I feel like it's definitely more um, in tune with, uh, especially with how like the culture is in basketball and hip hop too. Like everything, because like when I played, not everybody was doing that. It was not like, and I feel like I'm not saying everybody's doing what you're doing, but I I do think like, you know, certain guys like if they hit like a tough shot like right in somebody's face, they'll say something nowadays. Whereas, like, a lot of players back in, like, 20, 30 years ago would just kind of, like, run back and in their head and they think it, but they don't, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's, so it's interesting, right? 
Yeah, I think for me, man, like I kind of like ride my confidence. Like, if in person, like I'm, I'm not like an intimidating dude. I'm just kind of like, like a relaxed, like fun loving. So I feel like to have an edge on the court, like I kind of have, like that's what I use, like my confidence and like my my. I kind of get a little cocky out there and like. Love it, I like talk a lot. Refs like like call me. Not I never talk to the refs, but they like tell me like I gotta stop talking. I never like swear. Or maybe a little like but never no, but like, it's just, just like for yourself. Yeah. Nobody. It stays on the court. No one ever tried to get you after the game. That one kid at Northeastern, he like put his fists up during the game, and I was like, "Bro, like this is basketball. Like it's all basketball talk. Relax." Like that's crazy, yeah. Nate. Yeah. I want to kind of get into because I, I don't know. I've never like I've never really had this conversation with you, but because both of us went away for high school, how was it for you leaving home, like? What kind of, and obviously we have different stories, but how, what, what kind of process was that? Where did the where did the idea come from? How did you deal with your family? Did you like it? Did you have did you have sec, did you second guess yourself once you got there? Were you like what? Walk us through that. Uh, I mean, it was definitely there was a lot of like really tough times, like especially mm. my first year, man, like that, like like it was probably like one of my like least favorite years probably in my childhood you know like leaving my family for the first time it was just like it's such a weird thing to do how old were you uh i left when i was 14 but i, I literally just turned 15 so it was like 15 like still young. So you're still young man yeah so young i think back to, i remember a few years ago when my cousin was 13 i was probably 18 19 and i was like man there's how he's 13 right now the same age that i went away for school and i'm like man there's no right. way people on his own right well i see i watched my little brothers and like see the same thing i was like when my little brother's 11 now and i was like thinking back like that's when i like started grinding i was like what like he has no business doing that he's just a kid like (laughs) right yeah so like yeah i feel the same way dude like i probably like like my mom like doesn't know how she let me go like i'm sure like your parents don't know how they like but like you're dedicated young kids man we wanted to do it man like but but looking back, I don't I never like it was so it wasn't I'm not saying it was effortless, but but for me I never thought anything else. I I think I just went there and it it, it took me down a path and I, I just rocked with it. But like mm. it's crazy to think like did you you didn't know anyone um in Maryland? Like did you know anyone at the school that you were going to? Like you were you just showed up and you're like, yo, I'm here yeah like i mean i obviously i orchestrated like the guy i lived with like i knew him but like 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 he was associated with the team like he was a teacher at the school like that's how i got the keys to the gym but like other than that it was kind of just like a fresh like start man i remember you you posting like snaps and stuff like showing up at the gym at like 11 p.m because you had keys yeah yeah tough that's tough that's very nice yeah, but I I always used to tell myself like I like because I would shoot my my neighbors would have to like tell me to go inside because I would shoot so much. So like I told myself like I kind of felt like I deserved that you know like my own little like little peace and just like because like there'd be nights man like missing my family and like being you know I I wouldn't be able to sleep and I'd go to the gym at like two three in the morning and just shoot it out man and like like that was like a it's like a stress reliever and just basketball's always been that like like for me you know like get away from life. It's, it's, it's just crazy that you say that because outside of people that don't play, like, you know, 
collegiate or professional basketball, one of my biggest things is always telling like former university or high school athletes, go play like the sport that you love days where you feel like make sure that's still part of your routine because like you said it's a it's a huge relief like mm -hmm. it helps it helps clean the mind like it's just it's 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 lovely to hear you say that despite being at such a young age you know what i mean whereas like mm -hmm. a lot of people just get caught up later on in life in their 30s and their 40s with all the shit that comes around comes with that and they forget some of the most simple ways of mm -hmm. feeling good so i just that was just like yeah I always like I was telling my girlfriend like you know like being on the court is like some of the most times where I feel like most like human like there's not other stuff like it's just all reaction and rhythm out there and like you're really like when you're like hooping and you're in the zone you're really not thinking much you're just like out oh. there in the zone like do it like it's like second nature to you so like it feels cool like once you step off the court it's all the the phone social media people are talking you know what I mean but like I'm just out there being myself completely just like having fun hooping and like there's like nothing better than that to me, you know. It's it's just awesome, especially when I'm cooking. Do, was, you know. <laughs> do you think you would have put in the same amount of time that you did if you didn't have these shitty shitty moments and these these um like painful nights and I'm missing home? Because like you said, you use the gym to like kind of get through that. Do you think yeah. it's a blessing, guys? Yes, I mean. I do it again. It, like where it's got me, I 100% do it all over again. So yeah, 100% blessing in disguise. Like, I guess like yeah, I probably wouldn't like you said if I would have stayed home. Like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the key to the gym. Wouldn't be like too. Like those are sacrifices. Like I said before. Like you just you know you pick pros and cons. You choose makes decisions. And like my family, I decided you know like yeah, I'm upset, but you know I'll probably regret if I come home. Like would I really be happy? Like it's a big what if, you know. So I stuck it out and went for it. And I think that's what people don't see is that a lot of people, and I'm not calling them haters or anything, but like people that just say, oh, he's getting this just because he's, no, he's talented or, or like he was given it or he, it just, you know, he had the resources. But what they don't realize is the amount of pain that goes into getting here and then that using that pain to, to push you. And like, I say it all the time. I, I literally say it all the time. I wouldn't be the person I am. Today, if I lost, if I didn't lose my mom, and for that I'm thankful, because mm -hmm. pain allowed me to grow. Da, 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 right? So yeah, you are who you are today. Yeah, it goes on. It goes unnoticed. Yeah, man. I mean, I was about to. Oh yeah. So I was. I lost my train of thought going off of that. But like those people who are kind of like saying all these like things, excuse like, like you can say all you want, but like, did, like you didn't put in the time, like. It's just, it's so simple, man. Like, like I put in the time, whether like what you want to say about it, I put in the time and I did it and I'm here now. Like, it's, like that's it. Like, you can't say anything about it. Um, and, yeah, that, yeah, and that's one thing. That's one thing that you'll always hold on to. Like, whether or not you win or lose, or make it to the league, or don't make it to the league, or whatever. You can you can get real deep with life or whatever. But at the same time, you mm -hmm. understand what you put in, and so for that mm -hmm. you're thankful, right? Like you're not gonna have yeah. any. Will, yeah. will you talk about that? We talk about that of like you left everything out on the court at X. Like you put in sure. the weight room, you sacrificed nights out at the pub, right? All, all the men in the summer. Like the biggest, the biggest thing for me was obviously it's different from Nate because he's he's away for a lot of the time. For me, like summers in Halifax, uh, coming during university, like I just I was my girlfriend was like get mad at me because. 
we talked about this the other day, like, cause I was just going to the gym all the time. Like I'd mm-hmm. wake up, I'd wake up early. I go, I go lift some summers and then I go back to the gym. I'd shoot. Then I go to a run at SNU and I yeah. go to work and I'd repeat every day. It was just repetition, repetition, repetition. And she'd get mad. She'd be like, you love basketball more than me. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'd be like, Baby, but I'm not going to say Baby. that. <laughs> but no, but I would just be like, yo, like I only have five years. You know what I mean? If I want to play pro, this is what I have to do. Like you're either with me, like you either understand that you can comprehend that or you just, you only, you put yourself above my dreams or, or my, my vision and my goal. So it was like, it's just one of those things. And that's just like one story, let alone, you know, friends always trying to get you to go out and drink. Cause I mean, most guys that like, even most guys that play college ball, like even in the summers, they're still like they're going out most nights and they're they're trying to link yeah. up and, and and for me it was like especially my last few years, like I didn't want to do that because what he's saying, like I just knew the work that I needed to put in the next day if I were to go do those things. I mm. might still get up and go do it, but I didn't think that it was I was gonna be able to put in the same effort. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, they put those RPEs for working out, like a ten is like the like all intent like the most you can do for me it was like the same thing it was like the next day i was trying to just do more and more and more so it's like yeah it was just trying to like you just mm. had to make a, a fucking choice like you know do i want to do i want to be here when it's all said and done and be able to look back and say like you know i did everything i could or do you want to like be here and say like well i had some fun nights i'm still gonna have fun nights now that university is over but Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't become the player I wanted to. And, and then you, and it kind of ties piggyback on what Nate says, where like, you know, guys might make excuses and stuff, you know, everybody's going to say, well, I want a social life. Like I, I want to still be able to party or I want to try to justify themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Their actions to what, to why they told people they were going to be something or go somewhere and why they didn't. Whereas like Nate saying like it hours and work don't fucking lie. Yeah. and you yeah. can see it you can see it on so many players and that's why kind of why i asked you is like because i do believe there's a lot of talented players out there man like especially what you're saying like there's guys that are just naturally just stupid athletic and smooth and the game comes so easy but the, the hours the work you know it's 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 uh what's the word i'm looking for it's all over the place Mm-hmm. And and it's not consistent, and it and then it, it just kind of it kind of trickles off. Whereas guys like Nate just continually just going up. Yeah, it's a constant. It's a, just a constant grind going up. Whereas yeah. other guys might flutter and then just kind of fall off because they don't have that work ethic. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because there's guys who who love. I mean, it's probably gonna sound corny, but there's guys who love like the bright lights and the games, and like oh, I'm I'm a process guy, man. Like I love. I love I love seeing myself get better. I love beating my records of shooting, and I, you know what I mean. Like, that's what I love, and that's what I like. Challenge myself and beat myself. Like, yeah, like the games are fun, but like I know I'm gonna cook in the games because I like of how confident like the work I put in. You know what I mean? So that like that comes with it. But like just constantly getting better, man. Like that's like the fun, like just hooping and being like a baller, man. Like I love it. Like the that's the lifestyle, all of it. That's how you build sustainability. That's yeah. why you last longer or make it further than other people. It's because some people might put in the work or work on his jump shot, but then like they're satisfied. 
mm-hmm. they may get to a certain spot, but like if you're just in love with the process, you're going to build that. Will Will and I talk about building your foundation and having a strong base. That's what's going to create sustainability. Not, yeah. not, not to mention the fact I love that he said um, loves beating his own records because we always talk about this all the time is that everybody's always comparing themselves with everybody else. Like looking mm-hmm. around them. Oh, what's he doing? What's he doing? Mm. Whereas like we, when, when we talk about the stability ball shit that I do, a lot of it is just the same idea. It's like, I just want to, I want to beat, you know, the last thing I did, I want to be able mm-hmm. to be better than myself, better than I was yesterday. And that just fucking ties in perfectly to that sense. Like mm, okay, yeah. a lot of guys might be satisfied to go to the gym and hit, 300 threes in a day right whereas mm-hmm. like you're probably at a street like you know that's I, I that kind of ties into like what what is a what is the most threes or shots you've hit in one day one day um there was one day i shot 1700 threes but and like i think i i forget what my i don't know how many i hit if I'll, I'll do my calculation right now let's say i shot i usually shoot around like 85 to 90 on the gun but i'll drop it to like 80 because of Mm -hmm. like fatigue maybe no Uh, the gun it's just 1300 (sighs) i was like oh yeah one session uh yeah but i had like food there so it took me like i mean i was there like for like i forget i was like 16 so it was probably like four hours or something Mm. that's that's incredible did was that a normal thing for you to bring food to the gym yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> Just so you can stay there, eh? Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes I used to, like, ha- like randomly leave the gym because, like, so, you know when you just get that in your stomach, you can't even work out, right? I'm like, damn, like, I should have some backup, like, if I get that, so I just, like, I always have shit. Have you ever pulled out food and, and a, another, like, a peer, like, a player was like, yo, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, you're eating in the gym right now? Like, let's just go get food somewhere. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, people are like kind of used to it. Like I just, that's mm. just what I like. I just always have like food when I'm like come to practice and shit. Like uh, I don't know, I always got something. Well, Will mentioned uh, touching on like beating your own records and where a lot of people worry about what other people are doing. Did you did you struggle with that even in like high school? Like seeing other guys, um, kind of doing like in terms of basketball. Did you ever struggle with like? uh comparing yourself to other people uh at a young age like like mm. when i was still in nova scotia it was definitely lindell like i think like the community kind of did it to us but like they always like i was always wondering like and when he went to oak hill i was like damn he's going to oak hill like fuck and then like but like i always like once i i think i hit a point i think i was at the math where i was like yeah like we can both succeed like there's no like we don't have to like go like this like so he's doing his thing and now like we did, now we work out every summer, you know, so like it's cool. Bro, mine was mine, mine the exact same thing was uh, Navelle when, oh, when yeah. he went to um, West, Virgi- West Virginia. Uh, Huntington, Huntington. Yeah, I went to Huntington Prep with like Wiggins and all those guys because we were the same age. And so I was in Vermont at high school and then I'm seeing like, yo, Navelle's like playing with Andrew Wiggins. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I struggle with that too. But like you said, it's, it, I think it's more of a maturity thing. <laughs> yeah. You realize like, why can't we both like, why can't more, like more than one person can do their own thing. Like you should start rooting for the, each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
so it's I think, interesting. I, I, I think it's like honestly, the like the community spot. Like when we were younger, like I used to sleep over at his house and stuff. Like we were like kind of boys, and then like we kind of like wouldn't even like say what's up to each other really like for a little bit, and then like because of like we we'd battle and stuff at like young ages. Like we, it was like little shit, whatever. But now like we're like really tight, and like, I got hit him up, and yeah, so. And now yeah, you're helping. Kind of out, goes full circle. Yeah, yeah, he's helping me out. Do you ask him? Have you talked to him since uh, you declared for the draft? Yeah, I've actually been talking to him about like like his agent and like like just advice and like how the process. You know, like sure, sure. for him, it, it like it didn't work out how he wanted to and like how he like you know like so just I want to like pick his brain a little bit. Which, which is the benefit of, of knowing people that have gone through it and then reaching out to them and having conversations, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big reason why I'm enjoying this so much is I continually say it. I've probably said it on, like, this is episode 13 with you. I've probably said it on every single episode that we've done already, but I'm literally like, yo, fuck the viewers. I'm gaining so much selfishly by, by talking to, these, to so many different kinds of people and picking their brain. Yeah. Like, like even like this one has like this one's amazing because I like I played basketball growing up kind of watching side by side with you but like to someone that who's like a few we had Shelby Weaver who's who's a player development coach for the Raptors mm-hmm. uh, we had her on and then we had our a few few ones earlier was uh, Michael Hopper who owns a bar here but they're all like 29 like 20 28 29 and listening to their journey through university to not knowing what to do and then and then starting something new and creating something out of it it's it's been more more fun and beneficial for me because i'm kind of going through the same thing so that's why it's so so important to have conversations with people um and the more that i do it i'm starting to realize but that's why i'm kind of like yo are you reaching out to people have you talked to 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 whatever because it's important to kind of pick pick brains yeah Yeah, i mean I've only. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. No, no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm just saying, networking is is massive and and everything. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I've like Markel is close to me. I've texted him a little bit about it, but like I've kind of just like I've had like through coaches and stuff that I've been through. I've been texting just just getting everybody's advice because you know I don't. I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. So just you know, like you said, just like rely not rely on people, but like mesh, get all the information you can, and that's how you. And I'm a man now. I get to make my own decisions, but like. Take as much advice as you can. Kind of like, kind of like how you watch what you said about watching people and and picking things out of their games to make to make your game better. Same idea. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a different game where it's listen to everybody, see what they have to say, and then figure out what, how you want to approach it. But at the end of the day, like based on based on our conversation we've had so far, like I think you're going to be fine regardless. Like I can already, I can like I can feel the energy coming through the screen, like the confidence, the to work like everything's just going to tie in because it's consistent you know what i mean i appreciate that man yeah it's not going to drop off and i mean it's it's nice to hear this and and talk to you for the first time because i remember that one summer when you played in the wheezy league and i was talking to tristan about it and he's like yeah yeah, nate's playing in the game and i was like okay like because i always pride at myself um like guys are on my guy man they're sleeping a lot of A lot of guys nowadays, especially now, like it's a lot of scoring, dunking, highlights on because of social media, right? And when uh-huh. I played, defense was definitely like a 
like a, a huge portion, especially for a player like me to kind of develop and, and get time. So I always took pride in my defense. I was like, I want to see like, you know, I want to see what the hype's about. I heard yeah. about this kid forever. Even though I'm like 30 now, I just want to see it. <laughs> the game gave me, it, it was nice because not, not just for the point that like, you know, you're a great shooter and stuff, but you know the game well. Like you can tell, you can kind of tell players like, how they can they can move throughout a game where where they if they can see the big man running back and not paying attention and use him as a screen to get their man off them, or mm-hmm. if they can see where the defense is moving, you know, a step ahead where they know there's going to be an open spot on the floor to drive. You know what I mean? Just little yeah. just little shit like that can make such a big difference. And that was one thing that really stood out to me for a young player, as yourself. Like I noticed, like I was like. Yo, this guy's running me off my own big man, like in transition, where I'm like, I, I can't even do anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's just that's that's the the level where I was like, okay, this guy, like, I'm gonna be really interested to see where this guy goes. And I love like I love hearing the work ethic, man. Like a lot of a lot of guys use excuses, man. A lot of people put in an excuse why they can't show up every day. And yeah. at the end of the day, there is no excuse why you can't show up every day. Mm, yeah and i think you prove that and that kind of ties in like what is what's a regular day for you like what's been a regular like what's a regular day for nate at university like in terms of school work life um obviously this is we'll, we'll do one before the quarantine but uh mm. like usually i mean we'd have class in the morning um depending on the day like if we'd have practice around three-ish like i'm a big nighttime shooter because like of our schedule like we don't really have time unless i wake up really early but you know tristan knows i'm I'm kind of a sleeper (laughs) yeah but um hey man we have 24 hours i can do whatever i want the work counts at any part of the day exactly yeah yeah. because you get the tweet rise and grind doesn't make it more work (laughs) but um anyway so yeah i mean Usually, I my classes would depending on the day. I'd have one or two, one to three classes, and they go up to practice. So, I try. I usually try to get to practice like at least an hour before. But sometimes my class go like pretty much almost close. So, just to get some shots up and get in rhythm, get in the training room, whatever I need to get worked on. Uh, practice would go for like hour and a half, two hours, depending on the day and my game schedule. And then some days they'd have food in the locker room for us. Some days they wouldn't. Um, I'd either go get treatment if I had stuff or I'd get some extra shots up after practice just because I'm, I'm loose, you know, make a couple hundred or something. And then, you know, I'd come home, eat, chill, hang out with my girlfriend. And then I'd go back to the gym usually around like nine, eight to ten-ish, whenever, like around that time, stay for an hour and a half, two hours. And that's usually that's about my routine. Um, what's, what's these next few weeks look like for you? Um, I know this quarantine's probably like obviously you said you're trying to shoot outside now, but um, what's what's the preparation look like? What, where's your head at, and what's uh, what's next? Yeah, so kind of it's kind of a big question mark, really. So the NBA doesn't know if they're finishing the season, if they're uh, like they're just calling it, they're going to have a playoff, whatever. Um, they don't know if they're going to have free draft workouts um yeah so it's kind of up in the air right now like we gotta yeah just the process nobody really knows what's going on so we're just kind of waiting to see what really happens get information and then yeah, well, i i honestly don't really have a solid answer everything's on hold and you, i guess you just got to stay positive and i guess stay sharp 
Yeah, I'm just like working out. I got my lift co or strength coach gave me a couple weights. So some it's like you can change it, it goes up to fifty dumbbells and stuff, and just Seen staying those. sharp, dribbling drills every day. You know, shooting when if I can find a hoop now, but yeah. That shot's gonna be wet for life, so you don't gotta worry about that. <laughs> Too much work. You're already at the. You're probably at the twenty thousand rule by now. I don't know. Yeah, if you're really. ten thousand rule. The ten thousand. Will, uh, Will, anything else you want to touch on uh, while we still have them here? I was just going to ask, how, what, like, was there any point um, this year where you met anybody that you were like, damn, like, kind of like starstruck or like in, I don't know, like met a coach or a former player that you kind of were just like, didn't expect to like have a conversation with or anything like that? Or um, matched up with a guy that you've been hearing about for a while and got to see them up from close and been like, okay, like. Oh, okay. Uh, this was kind of cool. My when I was my sophomore year at the master, there was this kid named uh, Sadiq Bay. You know who he is? Sounds familiar. Uh, Villanova. He plays at Villanova. He got like the small forward of the year this year. Okay. Um. Anyway, so when when he was a freshman, I was a sophomore. He was like five eleven, scrawny, and oh, yeah. like from JV. No, I don't know. Never mind. I think I'm thinking of Markel's story. Yeah, that's Markel's story. Yeah. yeah so he, yeah. Th this kid, like, we all, like, he was, like, cool with us. He played on the freshman team, but, like, he was just so little. And, like, you know, he was, like, and anyway, we all loved him. He transferred to a different school because he wasn't playing at the master because uh, he was small and stuff. Anyway, he grew, like, whatever, eight inches. And, like, what, I don't know, he's six seven now, like, 215. And, like, he's probably going to be a lottery pick this year. And, like, he was guarding me when we were playing against Villanova and it was just so like weird to see this like like big ass dude and I was like man like you were like such a little kid I like it was just, like it's crazy to see his was, he laughing? was he laughing like did did you guys talk was he, like... Well, we like after the game like, I kind of dabbed him up but like during the game like I think Jay Wright kind of like doesn't mess with that like their coach like, yeah, he doesn't mess with like the. They didn't know. I didn't see much of them smile. Like really, like, they were like a well-oiled machine, man. Like it's like a uh, yeah, like and like they are. Like that's why they win. So, um, yeah. nice. So that was cool. So just uh, just to wrap this up, we always we always kind of end on a question with our guest uh, because this is top of the food chain podcast. We always ask uh, ask the guest what does top of the food chain mean to you, and how do you how does it apply directly to your life. Top of the food chain. Uh, well, one thing I like doing is winning and being the best and proving I'm the best. And like, that's what basketball does for me. You know, like those guys like, that, you know, like are probably stronger, bigger, like in a, like a fight would beat me up, you know, but when I'm on the court, like you can't stop me. And like, that's kind of my top of the food chain. I, I guess you could say like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, me not being like maybe top of the food chain as in like a body or like strength wise, but like in my game, like you still can't stop me. So like I guess that's kind of like my like it's right. it, it gives me a good feel like looking at a guy who should be able to stop me and he can't. Nice one, I love Thanks, it. Man. I love it, <laughs> Nate. That's uh that's episode thirteen. I'm happy to I'm happy we got to be able to have a convo with you. Uh, yeah, man. even though things like they're on hold, so um. Hey, what 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 music what music are you currently bumping? I know you, I know back in the summertime you were on that Playboy Cardi Playboy Cardi. Yeah, the new Uzi dude. I've been I've been dude. bumping the new Uzi a lot. Yeah. yeah, and Young Young Boy dropped the album a couple of weeks ago. I've been kind of bumping that too. All right, getting you right. Yeah. 
I think that we're wrapping up. But do you, and do you have any questions for Tristan or, or myself? If not, um, Greg, well, Tristan, what are you getting into right now, man? What well, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything really about. Like you're like, no, where are you working? I'm, like I'm on, I'm on, like I'm under the radar right now. I was just, <laughs> I was just over in uh, London, England. Um, I was there for the past four and a half, five months because I just, I, fi- I finished X. I was like, yo, I'm off this. I stayed the summer here in Halifax. I'm off this. <laughs> and then I said, yo, I'm buying a one-way ticket. I got my visa and I went over to London and I was just working in a restaurant. But that's what I'm that's- saying. I'm having these conversations to kind of pick people's brains to be like, because I'm like growing up, I had ball and it was just always ball, 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 ball. I want to be the best. Now it's a weird, it's a weird time. I'm just like, okay, what, where am I? What am I doing? I need to find something. So I took off and obviously that kind of got like put on hold just because I had like, I'm back home now because of the the whole quarantine stuff. Oh, so you had to go back. Like you were planning on staying there still? Like you, you, I was good good for two years. Uh, and and then monday came monday morning my brother calls me he's like yo this is getting pretty serious no and i was like mm, yeah you're right i was i was on a plane tuesday morning i was damn. gone i packed up i'm home so so me right now i'm on the radar but but you can fully expect something big to, you know pop up yeah, on that okay, yeah that's cool that's, bro yeah that's it that's so, what I, I, yeah man, the, the basketball like that's what i'm not scared of but like when it stops dropping man like Man, like it'll happen. I couldn't picture without it, dude. I know that's, it'll happen. That's what I wanted to ask quick too. Is is like, did do you? I know. Do you think you'd see yourself just end up going into the basketball realm of like coaching, scouting, managing, and like that's definitely a role that that you could potentially uh, join. And once ball is done, even if you're 40 or 30 by that time, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have thought about it. Um, it depends on how like my career goes. Honestly, I mean, if I'm if I'm an NBA like all star or something, and I like, bring in enough money where I don't really have to work again, I probably won't work again. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I love basketball. And I love being around basketball. And I'm sure when I have kids, I'll like get into coaching. But like, yeah, I mean, if if I don't make enough money where I can like invest and you know keep myself, I'd love to get into coaching. And, you know, be around basketball. Like that's just what I love to do. One day at a time. Yeah, One man. Day at a time. That's a long ways away, hopefully. <laughs> That's what's up. Nate, thank you. All right, Appreciate, it. Appreciate it. Appreciate having me. Yeah, man. Talk, bro. All right. All right. Peace, peace. out, fellas. Ha <laughs> ha.